0: Hello again, it's Ben from BH Drum Academy, and this is the BH Drum Pod, where we talk everything about drums, we get to nerd out a little bit, and we also talk about how to even get started and all the beginner things that someone might need to know about drums. And this podcast is for exactly anyone who wants to learn drums, who wants to get better at drums, or just wants to just compare notes of what they have and what they understand about drums, this is for all of you and all my drummer friends out there. Today, uh, on today's episode, we are talking about drumming stereotypes or drumming misconceptions or things that Everyone seems to think about drummers, but isn't exactly true. I've come across um, these kind of stereotypes or things that aren't true about drummers uh, over all my 20 years of drumming, and uh, every time I play a show, one of them seems to pop up in the head, uh, whether it's from a fan uh, that's in the crowd, uh, whether it's from a fellow musician that's in my band, uh or even just as I watch on social media uh trying to run my BA Drum Academy account I uh, often follow lots of popular accounts that are um all about drums and and people who are showing off their coolest drum beats or coolest fills or uh, playing their playing some sweet songs and I see quite a lot of times these um stereotypes that pop up about drummers and what so what I thought I'd do is talk about them a little bit and kind of uh I guess, debunk some of them. And I've come up with uh, four of my uh, biggest drum stereotypes that I see quite a lot of the time. Um, you've heard some of my other podcasts uh, in the past, and if you haven't, go back and listen to some of those um, because there is some great uh, things that I've already talked about and I'm, I've already touched on a little bit uh, that's involved in here. But um, what these ones that I'm going to talk about are ones that I often see all the time and hear about um, from Uh, Everybody, pretty much. So uh, let's get started. Let's get dive right into it. These are the top four uh, Ben's top four drum stereotypes or misconceptions or uh, things that you hear about drummers that aren't necessarily true. Whatever you feel is is you want to call it. Uh, Number one is speed is everything. Speed is everything. I hear this uh, this stereotype a lot. I see it a lot as well, and especially a lot on social media. Uh, it is hard to avoid um, of uh, people online and uh, cool YouTube videos and cool social media of some very impressive posts and fantastic drumming uh, where they are going extremely fast on the drums, uh, doing fills or soloing or whatever. And I got to say, it is really cool to see. It is very, very fascinating to see um, and it is, especially when it's just the drums, it, it sounds really awesome. But, and here's, here's where I, I, I kind of talk about why it's, why it's a bit of a stereotype. The big but with, with speed is that it doesn't necessarily always fit in, in the music. Uh, so for example, when you're playing with a band, and you are the drummer, and you are playing with a band, and you're trying to, uh, you're playing maybe a favorite cover, or you're writing some original music, or you're just jamming, um, you playing those really, really fast uh, speed solos, uh, drum fills, or drum beats, or whatever it is, playing super, super fast, is not always the best idea when you are trying to be a part of the band, or part of the music. So, a song has a bunch of parts that are involved in it, right? You have the rhythm, you have percussion, you have the leads, you have the harmonies, you have guitar, you have all of these things that are layered on top of each other. And if it's done right, it can really make something beautiful. Um, And certain parts of songs um need to make space for certain instruments to shine through. So one problem is that comes across with drummers is that when someone starts to play really fast or super technical or uh, at hyperspeed um over other people's parts the song and the music starts to sound a little uh, Bad. I guess I'll just be blunt about it um, and it starts to sound really jumbled and uh, all kind of mashed together and it seems to not really fit as a fan it's super impressive if you're in the crowd and you're watching a drummer go really really fast uh, playing the drums the first instinct is holy moly that is a good drummer but in hindsight what does a good drummer mean what does a good drummer mean uh, to the band, a good drummer means that they are keeping the band together with time and rhythm and they're solid. They're not needing to do anything super flashy. They're part of a group and each part of the member makes way and gives space to other instruments at certain parts of the song. And you're kind of a collective of the whole. As a fan, what a good drummer is, is that they are, uh, they choose their moments to be very flashy and impressive. But they also want a good beat to dance to. Uh, and they also want something that is going to le- they're going to leave the concert with as like this nonstop rhythm that they can't get out of their head. Speed will come naturally with good technique. If someone wants to get really fast at the drums, awesome, go for it. That's absolutely fine. And in fact, some music styles call for it. Uh, Like punk, for example, it it thrives itself on being super fast. Or thrash metal, for example, it thrives itself on being super fast. Blast beats, um, if you know what that is. Um, Think of it like really, really fast, um, slipknot, basically. Um, those kind of, um, songs require you to be fast and that totally makes sense, but not all music styles involve speed. So is speed everything to drums and being part of the band and, and making music in general? No, it's not. As much as we want it to be and as impressive as it is, it's not everything to drums yet. I think it would be, in my personal opinion, in my experience, it is a lot more admirable from fans and band members and uh, all uh, participants of your music um, is to be, you know, very solid, uh, a good back, uh, backline drummer, and also to keep a good solid foundation for your band uh, to thrive together with. So that is my drum stereotype, number one. Um, My next drum stereotype, number two, is the more drums and cymbals that you have, the better. <laughs> and I'll say that one more time. The more drums and cymbals you have, the better. And I gotta admit, I was guilty of this. As a new drummer, when I became a new drummer, um, I had watched lots of concerts and lots of concert footage, and I was really infatuated with... Um, the drummers, and anytime I would watch live footage, I also would like to watch um, YouTube videos or online content. I guess it wasn't YouTube <laughs> back when I was started playing drums, but I would watch like DVDs and, and, uh, another live footage. And I would always see the drummer have these big, huge, impressive drum kits. And they have perhaps like maybe six to seven cymbals. They have about four rack toms, two floor toms, and sometimes two bass drums. Um, and Lots of auxiliary equipment, and it was it was a really cool kit. And I was like, "Whoa, I, I could, I really wonder what it's going to be like to play on that kit." And so I thought my 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 understanding of what needed to happen to be a good drummer is to have all the kind of the tools in the toolbox. I needed to have that many cymbals. I needed to have that many toms. I needed to have all of this equipment. And what I noticed as I was starting to play is it almost seemed. Too much. Um, I was fortunate enough that I was able A, A, I was able to kind of afford um, some of that stuff. I was definitely privileged in that sense that I and blessed that I was able to afford some of these cymbals um, and extra toms and, and drum kits and stuff like that. It was... Uh, um, I know that drums do cost quite a lot of money, especially a symbol nowadays goes for like $200 a pop. Um, and that's Canadian dollars. (laughs) It's uh it's, it can be very, very overwhelming. So first who can even afford a bunch of this stuff, but if you're able to get your hands on that stuff, it's when you have it all together, sure. It's absolutely looks incredible. And that could be like the, the God of drum kits. Um, However, it seems to be like almost too much stuff that you could hit. Um, when you're playing a typical song or a drum beat, you're only hitting like three, maybe four things um, as you're playing a drum beat. You know, you got four limbs, so you're only hitting four things at a time. Um, all this auxiliary equipment like cymbals and extra toms and stuff really just expands your ability to do uh, really intricate fills or uh, really intricate uh, types of beats that might involve more symbols work or things like that. So it's it's not completely necessary to do that. A good drummer should be able to really get away and keep things simple with uh, some of the basic parts of their drum of their drum kit. If they can master the basic parts of the drum kit, and maybe one day that you do want to have big symbols and more drums, I mean, go for it. You can absolutely do that. But I think I I think after years of playing and talking to other musicians and even just showing up to gigs and they have a small kit that uh, I need to use, uh, you kind of have to learn to make life out of lemons. Um, so you should be able to get away and play very well and just as well with a big kit or small kit using the kick, the snare, the hi-hat, maybe a crash cymbal, maybe a ride cymbal, and that's about it. Uh, oh, and maybe, I guess, a tom or two. That's that's all kind of really you need in a drum kit in order to make a good performance or to be a good part, a contributing member of your band playing music. That's all you really need. All that extra stuff, extra toms, extra cymbals is complete, uh, completely optional and completely auxiliary. So you don't necessarily need to have good drums or more drums and more cymbals to be a better player or it's like a better thing. I once thought that and uh, I've proven myself wrong many, many a time and I see it quite often. You ever see like street performers play? They don't have huge drum kits. Uh, they only play on sometimes just one or two little things and you can really make uh, a really great uh, sounding drums from anything. Number three is all drummers need to have a, a solo or a big ending in their performances, like a solo, as in like maybe a two-minute drum solo that's epic, and and everyone goes ah ooh ah at you, or maybe this great big ending at a, at the end of a song where the drums go super super fast and and the guitars are thrashing and it ends on this big bang at the end. Uh, I mean as as awesome as those things are, especially as a fan and live shows, uh, it really puts a lot of pressure on drummers to be able to have that performance there. Uh, what I've noticed over many, many years is that I get, I receive a lot of pressure um, as a performer. I receive a lot of pressure from fans Um, To do these big, huge drum solos or drum endings or at at the end of songs or in a performance. I don't really get the same pressure, though, from uh, the other musicians that are in my band, which I found really interesting. As a fan our The stereotype is that when you're at a huge concert of a massive band with, uh, you know, who've had tons of success, chances are you might see a drum solo. And uh, they always have this big, huge, massive ending at the end of songs that that leave you going, holy, what just happened? Um, often when I was performing, uh, this happens probably once every five times now I perform, I always hear a heckle from the crowd. They someone yells, "Drum solo!" <laughs> and they always uh yell that right between songs like they, they they think there's some kind of top forty request hour, like they can just "Oh, drum solo, yeah, okay, I guess I can do a drum solo like somehow that is a thing um but anyways, I digress uh when I hear that, a lot of times it puts pressure on me. Um, as I need to perform or I need to be able to do this to please that person, uh, to, to play the drums. Uh, when in reality, um, drum solos is not something that is necessarily always looked for, uh, from other musicians or groups that you're playing with, especially small bands uh or cover bands or things like that. If you ever get to play on huge stadium shows and and you make huge success, I think drum solos and stuff are absolutely great. But at uh, local venues and local gigs and local bars that you might be playing at or local festivals, drum solos um do not necessarily fit. And endings similar idea, it could be um it, you could keep it short and sweet and people will still applaud you at the end, that's not necessarily a huge epic drum uh, ending at the end, um, might give all the same response, but it's not necessarily more impressive than, than another. Uh, Sometimes it's best to just keep things simple. Um, I am one of those types of drummers that don't pride myself on the solo abilities that I have. Um, I am able to do some soloing and able to do some big drum endings. Um, Once upon a time when I first started drumming and I didn't know how to do stuff, I, it was really unorganized. It was just thrashing my hands around, um, and, kind of trying to make a cool drum beat or something. And I thought it was all about speed and trying to make the drums go. Like (laughs) that was my drum solo impression. Uh, I thought that's kind of what it was supposed to be. And that amount of pressure I put on myself from what I thought a drum solo was supposed to be to try and like get the approval of the fans was so hard, so hard to get, have all that pressure on me. Um, And I have talked to lots of musicians about, you know, Hey, do you ever do this? Do you ever do drum solos or do you ever do this? Like what, like, how do you manage that? And a lot of the overwhelming responses that I get is like, I just kind of, you know, some, they, some, some say, yeah, sure, I can do that. I've learned to kind of do big endings, but they don't have a drum solo written. Um, and others I have talked to have said, uh, you know, I just, I don't solo. I refuse to solo, um, and do all these huge, endings because I um, am a part of a whole and that's that's kind of the approach that I I, I believe um, that good drummers should have is being a part of the whole if there's a moment or if your band calls for it where there is solo or big endings absolutely sometimes you need that good old trash can ending but it does not necessarily need to drag out for minutes and minutes on end um, because at some time you're like, it's really hard to kind of write a piece of drum soloing that's for two minutes long in general. Um, it's good to have kind of those things in the bag and absolutely impressive. But remember, you're the show that you are playing or most a lot of the gigs that you might be playing is not just a one person show like it's just the drums you got guitar you got bass you got all the vocals you got all those instruments together so all of together can make a pretty cool interesting piece um or or kind of a group solo together i guess you could you could call it or a group ending together but it's uh it's not a one person show uh for for drumming and drum solos so um I think one thing that how to address this stereotype is to make a decision about what style of what type of player that you are. Are you a type of person that really uh, thrives on doing drum solos or really believes that, yes, you should do a drum solo or have one at least prepared? Uh, And if you are that person, great. That's absolutely fine. Uh, But if you could also be the exact opposite type of person where they say, I don't do drum solos. I like to be part of the, part of the band and I want to be one piece of the puzzle of the band that I, that I'm playing with and be a musician with the, with my group versus like a one person show. Uh, and have these abilities uh, kind of in the back pocket. That's could also be your thing. That is my style. I choose not to do big drum solos and I have some written here and there because I'd like to, I'd like to toy around with it here and there. But, um, when I'm playing gigs, I never solo. I never drum solo. I, I don't, and that's that's um, that's a me thing. I just choose not to drum solo. Even if I hear it in the crowd, I, I kind of tell myself, I heard it, but I'm not going to appeal to the crowd. I, you know, I'm executing the plan of the band. Uh, we have written this performance together, and we are confident as a band and a group that this is going to be a great show, and that's how we kind of perform it. So uh, drum solos and big endings is not something you have to do, by all means, to be a good drummer. Okay. Just want to get that out of there. And the last drum stereotype I want to talk about is about hitting the drums. Um, they say that, especially in rock music, that if it ain't loud, it's crap. <laughs> or, uh, at least that's what D. Snyder says on the house of hair on, on our local radio station. Um, D. Snyder, of course, is the lead singer of Twisted Sister. Um, hitting the drums hard makes them sound better. That's the stereotype I get a lot that louder is better. You actually have to beat the crap out of these drums. You have to really punish them, uh, to get the best sounds out of them. Like you have to really hit a cymbal hard. Uh, you have to hit the drum really hard to make loud, like to make it sound and ring the best as it possibly can. And that is actually incorrect. That's actually incorrect. Drums and cymbals are designed to resonate or vibrate at certain frequencies the best. Uh, all sound is made through sound waves. And if a sound is made to uh, hit too hard or the sound wave is too big, it can also bring a lot of unpleasing frequencies to the ear and kind of almost like a little buzzing and, and can also like make some damaging noises uh not only damaging to the equipment, but damaging to your ears. Um and it doesn't sound as good as its perfect um type of frequency that the drum or the symbol is designed to do. How do you know what your how perfect or how well your cymbal or your uh drum is supposed to sound? Um experiment with it. You know, hit the symbol a different type, hidden drum, a couple different types of volumes. Perhaps you hit um a little smaller Um, you hit like hit little quiet notes and see what that sounds like. Then you hit a little louder notes and see what that sounds like. Uh, maybe like a soft, medium, hard kind of sounds and see what that sounds like. You have all of those types of hits that you can now add to your arsenal. So instead of just one drum makes one sound, uh, one drum can actually make multiple sounds. It can make a quiet kind of noise. It can make a medium noise. It can make a loud noise, uh, but You don't want to have to really feel like you have to really hit the drum super hard in order to get the best sounds out of it. A, it's damaging to your equipment. You can really wear out some drum heads or break some cymbals in the process and, and even your drumsticks. B is when you actually try and purposely hit as loud as you possibly can. It can really throw off your rhythm of your body. You're trying to kind of keep a rhythm and and play play at a good tempo and a speed, um, but it can be really, A, exhausting on your body, but it can also be, uh, like, it gets you thrown out of rhythm. Like, if you're really thrashing your right arm on one side of the drum kit, well, and then you have to move that right arm to the left side of the drum kit, that can be very challenging. So being able to, like, control the bounce of the drumstick when you're hitting hard uh, or hitting soft, that's a very Good technique thing that is important. So you do not necessarily have to hit the drums, uh, louder, um, in order to make them sound better. And in order, to, again, to figure that out of what sounds really good in your drum kit is to just experiment a little bit. What does it sound like to hit quieter? What does it sound like to hit louder? All of these things. I think that's a, a very good, um, kind of bunch of tools that you can add to your arsenal. So those are my four drum stereotypes uh, or misconceptions or things that aren't true uh, that's about drumming. And I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, and I'd love to hear some more if uh, if these are ones that come across in my play a lot. But I'd like to hear some comments or some messages from you about some uh, misconceptions or some stereotypes that you might have come across as a drummer. Or if you're not a drummer, maybe a different a musician of some kind working with drummers. I would love to hear all of that or things that you may have heard or, or seen. Please. Please send me some uh, some messages on bhjumacademy.com. Uh you can follow me on Instagram at, at bhjumacademy or on Facebook, BH Drum Canada. Um, and as well, I'm going to have my YouTube channel and all the, all the messages. I have an email, a BHJUMAcademy at Outlook.com. And of course, you can message me here right on, uh, on this, uh, do me a favor, uh, rate and review this podcast. I would love to hear some of your feedback and your comments as I want to get better. And I'm, and this is a, a, br- a brand new venture for me and I want to get better at it. And I, I appreciate all of your help and support, uh, and feedback. So thank you very much. Um, and get out there and start practicing. I will talk to you in the next episode. Peace.